0: Everybody and welcome to the Atalanta pod season six, episode two, also known as welcome to the pod where we don't record the entire week and then we record an episode right before a big game. That's what we do. I am Dan from Atalanta Vegas and with me, of course, is Nick from Atalanta passion. Nick, we got a lot to talk about today. we got a big game tomorrow and we got some uh, we got some reviews to do.
1: Yeah, and not just a big game, probably the biggest game so yeah. far. Of the year for us, sporting notwithstanding, but this one's probably bigger. Yes, absolutely,
0: and so we're going to talk about uh, the Europa League, talk about Serie A. We got the Sturm review, we got the Empoli review, and of course, the big preview that we were talking about is with top of the table Inter in the Serie A. But let's talk about this in chronological order, Nick, because that's that's just kind of how we roll, right? Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about Storm Graz um, away in Austria um kudos to the uh, traveling Plantini. they were in great voice um at one point they they were pretty much all I heard they must have been really close to the <laughs> mics and the cameras but the the storm fans put an amazing Tifo onto it. and that's a that's a well well followed team in a tight tiny stadium about 15,000 um looks like a great atmosphere in Graz. We got a point which is you know not bad traveling away to storm grats who are in fine form but the way it, it happened Nick it's kind of leaves a bitter taste in the mouth yeah
1: totally yeah that's two points left on the table mm-hmm. unfortunately up at half everything's going your way when the red card gets pulled yep and it was literally lost their heads for maybe like a three to five minute spell only and it was capped off by a uh, unfortunate, maybe kind of a free handball that just let it all unravel. But Hattelante really has themselves to blame. And I guess we'll get into talking about how that materialized.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, speaking of freak handballs, I feel like the two penalties in this game were both kind of very similar. Um, yeah. So, uh, but let's start off with, you know, what was interesting because the starting 11, Nick, uh, you know, you had predicted toloy would play in Europe. Um, potentially instead of Scalvini. I said potentially instead of Kolasinac, because I thought Scalvini was going to play, but you're right. Toloi was in there in the starting 11, back three of Kolasinac, Chim City, and Toloi in front of Musso. And the rest was pretty usual in the midfield. Ruggieri, Ederson, Darun, Zappacosta, and Cope Miner's back, which was great for us. Lookman, and then surprise, surprise, not CDK, not Skamaka, but Lucho Muriel. Nick, when you saw Lucho in the starting eleven, what was your what was your first thoughts? It just
1: felt this it feels like a Europa League lineup a little bit, right? Yeah. We're we're really trying to just conserve as much energy as possible using him. But he's a big game. He's a big game guy sometimes, whatever that whatever that can really mean. And Gasparini must see something on the training pitch, knowing that he's he's just like itching to break free and go on one of his Lucho-esque runs. And for us, it worked out this game and we just needed to continue. Hopefully now there really is something there and he can be a a viable option.
0: Yeah. I mean, when I saw this, I was like, well, either Gasparini's going to look like an idiot or he's going to look like a genius and Lucho mm-hmm. gets a brace. So he did absolutely like a genius. Everybody was uh, on Twitter was talking about how Luis Moriel is a, uh, you know, poor man's uh, R9 is happening again uh, back yep. in the action. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to be honest, obviously, he had a great game, and he's a guy who feeds off of confidence. Um, both goals, the penalty and the, the shot, were very Lucho-esque. But I think so much of Lucho is when he, he forces a dribble, which he did on his first goal. He definitely forced a dribble. I think it was Lukman who was wide open if he wanted to pass it. It's the little bounce that 90% of the time does not seem to go his way or the shot that gets that he takes that gets blocked but mm-hmm. in this game it went his way and it served wonders for his his confidence and i mean that was it looked like cook miners was lining up to take that penalty at the end of the second half yep. and yep. lucho basically brushed him off and that was a cold cold hearted penalty um, that he took that we're kind of used to right with lucho it's either he looks like a genius or he completely destroys it. And he, he, he looked like a genius in this one.
1: Totally. You mean, or genius on the penalty or just a genius with everything he's done? On because, the penalty
0: and everything yeah. that he did on on, on that day. Because his, his
1: penalties are, like, I don't get how he does it. He is perfect. It feels like it waiting until the last minute. Mm-hmm. And basically just blows on the ball yes. to have it go in. Yep. Just the ultimate ultimate tap-in penalties. But yeah, the, R, the R9s are, are coming back out in force with... And I, I don't mind that, honestly. And maybe we'll get that talking about Skamaka in general because what's what's the alternative from Lucha trying a dribble is he passes it. There's a chance he makes a not-the-best pass and he can't set up Lookman for the right shot. And then mm-hmm. we just recycle the ball, pass it around the box, and play fizzles out. Yep. But knowing him where his control is so good on being able to collect those balls that do happen to bounce his way, you take you take the path that's in front of you because that shot is there or eventually will be there rather than the unknown of what happens with with an eventual eventual pass off. And with guys that are like super confident and are driven by that sort of that sort of flair to to get mm-hmm. things done like that, I'm totally okay. With them trying it because the alternative just doesn't seem as rewarding
0: potentially. I think that's why Lucho for that's one of the reasons why Lucho is better off of the bench usually or in short spurts, because his skill is really taking on like tired players make mistakes that Lucho can capitalize on. But he did this from the beginning, um, which which was you know yep. unlike Lucho, um, but man. I think he had a, he had a pretty good free kick there as well. That, that uh, didn't quite um, get on target or he did get on target, but it was right to the, to the goalkeeper, the four meter goalkeeper. Uh, mm-hmm. Sherpin. Um, and
1: I think that's the other thing with Lujo too. Sorry to cut you off, mm-hmm. but I think his finishing is strong enough where yeah. he's able to finish these chances and you're not left wondering what would have happened because he just shot it right at the keeper or something, right? When he was able to get a shot or something like that. So yeah. he rounds it off nicely and I mean, everything.
0: Because we, we don't have a player of, of Lucho's profile. He's the only one who's like um, that really in, in our attack. You can make you can make a case a little bit for the way that Lookman plays, but Lookman is a very different player. You know, so it, it, yeah, he's, he's, he's not singular. Yeah,
1: Yeah. He's not going to go like with a take on where Lucho's looking to go take on and, and get by yeah. a guy almost every time. And Lookman's always looking for the cut in, uh yeah. maybe maybe to a fault sometimes. But yeah.
0: lookman Mm -hmm. will take on one guy lucha will take on eight yep so that's the that's the difference Mm -hmm. i think uh between the two (laughs) so um but i want to talk more about adamola lookman later actually that's one of my things that you know when nick and i have our little outlines we have the main stuff that we're going to talk about and then other things to be added later i want to talk about adamola lookman a little bit but in this game nick Mm -hmm. you know we have the we go behind freak deflection um, Toloi over Musso. Musso couldn't do anything about it. But we really did a good job coming back. We we kind of took, you know, took the bull by the horns and we really dominated. Truth of the matter is their their best player was on the bench, still recovering. That was William Boving. And he made a huge difference in the second half when he came in. But, you know, really nice positive that we, we went ahead and we really dominated the rest of that first half after going down uh, very very early in the match, yeah,
1: hundred percent, yeah. Like you said, the the freak thing and like storm the, the Graz crowd was it's it's like Gois esque a little bit. The stadium mm-hmm. a little smaller, yeah. like you said, they they pack it well. It looks very dark in there. It just feels like it can be an ominous place to play for a visitor, especially a non Austrian team. And like you said, I think they they rode the storm well. They didn't let let going down a goal get the better of them, yeah. which is good. Like a professional sort of thing, which you would expect from a team that's been in Europe, was it five out of the last seven seasons or something like that now?
0: Yeah, I feel like Atalanta this season is more that, like I have more confidence in that than I have in the last couple of seasons. In the past, you kind of have confidence they might come back just because they were so explosive, but I feel like this season, I have confidence they're going to come back because it's a fluke that they went behind. Um, So, you know, and it kind of reminds me a little bit of the Lazio match, which of course we talked about last week and we ended up um, dropping all three points, but there's never a doubt in my mind about the mentality of the team um, that, you know, we really shouldn't be getting scored on super early. It's kind of a freak thing. Let, you know, we're always going to control the game. I, I I feel that this season um, and and such was the case, even at sporting, which was probably the other huge match that we had to play this season uh, before we take on inter uh, uh, tomorrow on Saturday. So, I don't know. I think we we have an air about us because Storm Graz, as a as a club, has been involved in Champions League and in Europe European play for, more than Atalanta has. Um, I remember the good old days of watching the games at the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger Stadium. You know, so I right. I, I think that uh, you know there's there's a, a recent pedigree of European, uh, maybe not so much in the in, in the players on this Graz team. Uh, but in in the club itself, and I think that that matters um, uh, as well. So yeah, really really good for us to be up two one. And like you said, that that red card, Nick, that second yellow, I have to say that was a little soft. I felt kind of bad for Hairlander, yeah.
1: and and Ruggieri was trying to help him out a little. He's like, yeah, like I, I can keep going forward. He started to have to it, and he's like, no. I'll, sit, I'll let that I'll sit back and let them call the foul like they always do in that situation. But you're right, Ruggieri was. We, I think we were in our own third still. We were. It's not mm-hmm. like we were even near the half, the uh, the halfway line or anything like that. And no real dangerous advantage that Ruggieri could have could have orchestrated from that position. But in a weird in a weird way, that red card was was the death knell for Atalanta earning uh, a full three there.
0: Yeah, and I think that. What I talked about that professionalism, what we talked about just a couple minutes ago, almost was a killer, because it was like we were very confident, especially in the maybe the ten minutes, even especially before William Bowing came on. I felt like, um, just we knew that we had this. We weren't going to make any mistakes. We were going to knock it around, and you know we had some chances to to make it three one, absolutely, um, but we it seemed like we were just so quietly confident to kill the game off. And, you know, had we won 2-1, we might have been saying, oh, that's pretty professional. It would have been nice to put it away. But, well, you know, we were really under control, right? But freakishly, we kept them in the game. There was no killer instinct. I, you know, Nick, we probably would have won if this was 11 against 11. That yeah, sense of urgency would have been there. I think
1: so. Yeah. Not, not that the player shut off necessarily, oh. but it just – the game plan would have forced – a different style of play would have maybe had had more chances to hit on the counter or something like that would have been a little more open up for, for guys to get in and and do some things. And instead, hats off to Graz because they packed the box really well when they needed to and forced the issue, like the few moments that they had a chance to and, and really had us on the back foot, not just when they got the goal, but in stoppage time too. They they had a couple of dangerous chances that no no ch- no shots on target but they got the ball in some good spots on the corner and and things like that and it could have gone from two one at the Lanta advantage to three two almost if uh, things would have gone really fortuitously for for gross fortunately they didn't but yeah yeah I'm with I'm with you that uh, eleven on eleven is probably three points nine points in the group mm-hmm. but nonetheless we we still are in, in the driver's seat which is the most important thing.
0: There's a lot of chatter on Twitter from Atalanta fans saying that the Decatelare um you know came on and Skamaka came on for Lucho and Lukman, and it didn't seem to work. What were your thoughts on that?
1: yeah, and nothing really worked offensively though. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. whether it was it was them being the, the impetus for that or just the the whole setup of what the team was going through at that time. Hatabora also came on, they there were a lot of opportunities Don't want to just throw all the blame on hot the where they tried to shift out a uh, long, long balled out to him opportunities fizzled out when, when they, they maybe shouldn't have. And it was just the whole setup of the team. I don't think anybody was really going to be able to come in with the, the mentality that was going on and just could have helped the ice the game off at that point.
0: Yeah. And I think that it was just, something that we're going to learn from, you know, it was very, very disappointing. Um, we definitely should have won, but glass half full, somehow Rackoff drew with sporting yeah. at home. So that was, big. That was <laughs> huge for us because now we're still on top of the group after three match days with seven points. Um, uh, Stormgratz and sporting with four and Rackoff with one. So, yeah.
1: and both home games against the, team's challenging for Correct. knocking out the lot off the top spot too, which yeah, is, which is yeah. big. That's mm-hmm.
0: four points that we got on the road and uh, we've been damn good at home this year. Mm-hmm. So I think that it bodes well for us. We really, really need to really just take a huge dump to not uh, qualify for the next round, but it's important for us. Yeah. Like we talked about to qualify first. So we avoid those champions leaguers and we get that buy. So I think that's going to definitely help us go deeper in the tournament. Nick, very disappointing, but it could have been worse. Still undefeated in the Europa League. Picked up four points away uh, to the two strongest teams in the group, other than ourselves. Is there is there a way you can pick a man of the batch that's not Luis Moriel in this one? It's not Lucho.
1: Oof. I don't, it's too long ago to remember who else even had a, v- a very positive performance. Derono, you can always say, is, yeah. he's just always ever, ever steady Freddy. And he's always within, within shouting distance for a man of the match. So you can, you can give it to to him as a vice, vice MOTM if you want.
0: I'm, I'm fine with that. He's the vice captain and is always the vice man of the match anyway. So yeah, I I, I agree. It ha- it has to be, in principle to me, it has to be Luis Moriel, other than he scored two goals. But the fact that it was very surprising uh to mm-hmm. see the Lucho hold in that way. And hope we see more of him in spots. Um, and that Gasparini can use him because it's about confidence with Lucho, right? Because he needs to have the confidence to do what he what he can do and what he wants to do. Um, otherwise he's just what we see sometimes just completely invisible um, and in the wrong yep. spots.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And like the freedom and the blessing, it feels yeah. like from Gasparini to go, go do what he does best. Agreed.
0: Yep. So Luis Morial, what are the odds of him being man of the match against storm? Grass <laughs> <laughs> would have made a killing. All yeah, right. I wonder
1: what, yeah. We got to find uh kicks and picks and see what they, what the, what the, uh, you say, like plus 3,000 on a brace from Lucho in that game or something like that it would have been the odds.
0: <laughs> oh, man. So from a game with a, a little bit of disappointment to a game that was strangely comfortable, Nick, against Empoli away, mm-hmm. a game that we predicted that we would win, um, which made sense despite the fact that Empoli defeated last week uh, Fiorentina 2-0, a Fiorentina team that beat us, in fact. But three 0 Nick. Another another sh- clean sheet. That's seven out of ten, and an early goal from Skamaka. Skamaka getting the brace in this one. Any interesting things from the uh, the starting lineup, Nick? Because we know that um, Zapacosta was ill, um, but that was pretty much it from it. So there was a question between Hatzibor and Home who would start, and it was Hatzibor that started. Any other thoughts about the starting 11? Uh, pretty usual. Lukman, Skamaka, and Cup Miners. Ruggeri Ederson, Daron, Hatibor, Kalashinac, Jim City, Scalvini, and Juan Musso starting. So,
1: yeah, I don't think anything to be surprised about. Hattabor seems to have increased his spot in the pecking order over Holm, which is mm-hmm. maybe not that surprising. Holm hasn't really done a whole lot in the minutes he's played so far. That,
0: Hatibor had a great match. Uh, there are he people did. people saying that he was man of the match. I mean, I watched the game like twice and I was like, he's really, really good. But I mean, Gianluca scamaca scoring a brace. You can't say that he's going to be the to oh, me, yeah, you, you know, like it, it's hard. Um, but Nick. Five minutes in, we score and we don't just score. It, I don't I couldn't even I didn't even know what happened when it happened with that. that back backheel. I I mean, it is at trip parisha. But then I kept looking at it and looking at it. And I was like, there's even, I, I think, some really highly rated goalkeepers would have had trouble with that. What a little backheel flick from Skamaka. And I feel like he has given us some glimpses of what he can do in that position with a backheel. Um, mm-hmm. Was it against, who was it against? Was it against Lazio that he did that? Or, um, and it was saved, or I can't remember. But he did he did something like that, but it was a little bit higher. But this was crazy. Uh, after five minutes, what a goal! What were your thoughts when that went in?
1: Yeah, I think it was the same as you it was just stunned, being stunned that like what just happened, that it goes in. And that, funny enough, I was watching the the Bologna Lazio game. It was halftime, and you know how they do the the top five goals of the week. Mm-hmm. Not even the first place goal; that was second. And no, oh. it's a shame. I, I don't care. Raspadori's free kick against Milan was number one and mm-hmm. static goal. No. Nah. Now, Skamaka with with the goal of the season so far for Atalanta, and that was like what else can you say about that? It's just he'll be able to pull the rabbit out of his hat to bail us out sometimes mm-hmm. this season. It'll come in come in his the ability for him to pull off flair will be vital at one point. It wasn't we needed it today because it helped get us off on the right foot, but it's not like we were in desperation mode at that time. Yeah. Yeah. So just having that is is why you pay for a guy like Skamaka and want him leading your line and then starting 11
0: every week. Yeah, I mean, he in the first half could probably have scored three or four goals and in the total game scored five goals before he came yeah. out re- realistically because uh, there was a couple of posts. He missed one in the second half that was right there. He could have just – but he off, hit it over the bar. Off the corner. Yeah, off the corner, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, 3-0, mm-hmm. there was – Empoli never really threatened – uh at all especially because that third goal that he scored uh for us was so early in the second half the goal that we always need when we're up 2-0 to to be comfortable mm-hmm. um
1: the third so, goal we didn't get against Sturm we we got against Empoli, at least yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm.
0: but uh also great goal from from cope miners the usual 10 cope miners goal from just outside the box mm-hmm. and uh you know et barisha I just, I just have to say, I'm getting a little PTSD. But um, he sometimes makes easy saves uh, like look ridiculously good because he's such a flopper, and sometimes he makes really hard saves look pretty normal. Um, those two goals that were scored on him that were right next to his body, as a former goalkeeper, those are impossible. When they're right there, below like the knee height, like between the knee and 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 your shin height, going right. through, and you're going down and coming out, those are impossible to get. So, I just have to say, in Brisha's defense, that Skamaka backheel and that Cope Miner's drive, even though they were close to him, I I don't blame him for not saving those two. yeah, like he
1: said, he's all legs and trying to like skip kick that ball somehow. You're just yeah. gonna,
0: yeah. I can feel I, he's that very, he's very awkward. He's a very, very awkward goalkeeper. I I don't miss him uh, um, as, <laughs> as, as, as our goalkeeper. Um, Nick, seven out of 10 clean sheets, 70% of our matches. Um, Musso had a big save on Kambiagi. Um, yep. That was off the sheet alive. Kept the clean sheet alive. That looked like it was painful. I commented yeah. on Twitter. I hope he doesn't have a nipple ring. Because <laughs> that shot was straight on his pecs. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> I, yeah, I, there was definitely some opportunities in the in the garbage time for Empoli, but that's when Musso came up big. I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, and credit to Empoli, they didn't sit back; they tried to mm. to play their match. They they actually were able to get some. They had some nice build up offensively to to kick the ball out to the wings and try to get forward. But they they're like eighty percent of the way there. They they can't they can't finish it off and. It just played into Atalanta's hands a, a little a little too easily because they yeah. didn't have the numbers back to to help defend when they when they may have needed it. Then
0: and and we know that Andrea Soli, I feel like, is in his sixth uh, <laughs> time as Empoli coach within the last three sure, sure. years. Um you, you know an Andrea Soli coach team is not gonna sit back. You know, they they mm-hmm. they definitely try their best, whether or not that is um a little naive, uh, but they they definitely, you know they play with the ball and the, and, and they attack so you got to give them credit yeah. um for that and i'm just glad Kumbiagi didn't get the the goal uh it's always bad when the x scores against you uh, I mean, it's
1: funny you you're not lying this is his fourth time coaching empoli yep. so he's yep he's up there yeah
0: yeah there and <laughs> back he's gone and back you know and mm-hmm. empoli M- empoli plays some enterprising football they've lost a lot of their their best players um i mean how can you take vicario and replace him with etrit barisha <laughs> yeah i think i think this game might have been a little bit closer had vicario been in goal um yeah but i mean they got nine shots two shots on target um you know they had 419 passes that's that that means they played with the ball um throughout the game you know so really really a decent performance from Empley. i just don't understand how football is such a funny game that This team beats Fiorentina 2-0. Fiorentina beats us 3-2. And then we just absolutely just roll over these guys. It's it's funny how football works. but Funny little I think that, sport, yeah. yeah I, I feel like that means that our team is coming together a little bit. More. Agreed. And we did that on the road,
1: too. We haven't had the best road form yet so far this season. And that definitely helped to be able to to pull one off there. Not the easiest place to play either. Yeah,
0: the gross computer arena. Gross computer arena.
1: <laughs> with the uh, with the little smiley ice cream cone on the on the sleeve. I've, I yeah. can't. I can never read that. Uh, that sponsor.
0: Someone. I like that too. Yeah. Yeah. Someone. That that was great when Fiorentina back in the nineties had that as their main shirt sponsor. Oh, um, I didn't even.
1: Yeah. Was that pre or post Nintendo? Was that
0: before Nintendo? This was probably 98, 97. So maybe I think it was post-Nintendo? Or pre-Nintendo, okay. pre-Nintendo, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Nintendo might have been a little later than that. Don't know. Uh, I can tell you about our, our shirt sponsors, but I can't tell you about uh, the list But Nick, this game puts us in fourth, together with all the other things that happened, uh, all, all the games, a lot of draws, um, you know, around us between uh, competing teams. Um, so... F- Champions League position after after 10 match days, not bad. We can assume our man of the match is both Kamaka, right? That was the closest.
1: I think that's the closest 10 performance we've seen. I wouldn't give him a 10, but that's like a 9, 9.5 performance for yeah. him, just with the way, pure domination, every every facet offensively this, for him. yeah. This is how
0: I see it. and I'll tell you my standards, right? A hat trick In we'll talk we won't talk about the old way of but like a a newer nicer we'll call it a nine. If you score a hat trick, you're you're at a nine, right? And well, let's say eight and a half. And then if you play really really well, could have scored more goals. It's a nine. You have to you have to score at least four goals for me to be to get a ten. You have to um, you know, Josip Ilicic against Valencia in order to get a ten in my book. That's, that's I mean, hat tricks happen, but pokers, that's what they're called, right? Is that what it is? Pokers, yeah. Four, four goals. Four goals. That's uh, that's that's 10 for me, just a thought.
1: No, I think that's good. But we could also say we can give Skamaka a half goal for the header that didn't go in and then yes. give him half goals for this post. I'm just joking, but that gets him <laughs> a little... But, yeah, it's it was just pure dominance and it makes you very happy to to see that happen. And we just need that consistently now. And then who knows what Atalanta can do this year, that if, if we're really getting that week in and week out.
0: 100%, 100%. All right, Nick, got a big one tomorrow. Inter, Uh, we're at home, right? Yes, we are. Inter twenty five points, so six points up on us. Who did they lose to? Who was their only loss? Because they have eight wins, a draw, and a loss.
1: Good question. Let me look because I saw that too, and I'm like, oh, they haven't run the table yet. Um, they lost to Sassuolo.
0: Ah, Sassuolo, yeah, Sassuolo nice.
1: two one midweek game. Yeah,
0: interesting. Well, who, by the way, we are draw. We have in the. Round of 16 in Coppa Italia.
1: Oh, that got confirmed?
0: That got okay. confirmed, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, That's not an easy uh, yeah. round of 16 game.
0: Yeah, it would have been nice. I think they beat Spezia. So I was like, yeah, it would have been nice to have Spezia. But yeah, we have Sassuolo. But yeah, I mean, and that was the Berardi-led Berardi Sassuolo at that at that point, point, which now they're in 15th, uh, where they... Didn't they beat Inter and Juve back-to-back? Um, I believe it was something like that, so...
1: Yeah, they beat some big clubs uh in all year. Um let's see, I'm curious. Uh Juve first, then inter.
0: So Juve that and inter. then they
1: go and then they lay four eggs against Monza Lecce. Well, Lazio is not really laying an egg, and then Bologna they drew.
0: Yeah. So yeah. Kinda crazy, right? So I mean sure. The the standings inter 25, Juve 23. We've drawn against Juve. Milan twenty-two, and then us at nineteen. So really Everybody says that this. This team is probably this Inter team is probably the one that is most likely to win the Scudetto. Um, they have continuity with Inzaghi. They have a really really deep team. They've been reinforced um, in midfield uh, as well. Fratezi looks like a nice deputizer for a Barella. Um, they they lost Lukaku, but Marcus Turam looks like probably even better partner with Lautaro Martinez, and Lautaro Martinez is on fire. Jan Sommer, replacement for Andre Onana. I don't know. It just... Oh, and then they got uh, Benjamin Pavard to replace... um What's his name? Milan Skriniar. So mm-hmm. they are either... They've gotten deeper, and they've replaced those people who they've lost. I don't know, Nick. We have we have not ne- we haven't conceded a single goal at home yet this season do we try to keep that or do we just go for it what are your thoughts
1: I think you gotta just go for it and just fun how do you know davy Clason's on inter
0: too okay that's right david the
1: the 40 year old looking 30 year old yeah um so at this point like the way the way I see it and sorry if you can hear the dog going crazy no but, that's okay Inters, most likely are going to finish ahead of Atalanta this year in the standings. Mm-hmm. And the best thing about drawing opponents is maybe not getting the point, but it's preventing your opposition from getting two points more than you, Interesting. which which feels like it's more crucial against like the Lazios of the world or the Milans, the Napoles, the teams that Atalanta will be fighting for for like the third and fourth spot. But against Inter, they're already gonna be ahead of you. If you don't get that point from the draw, just go all out and just try to, to punish them and see and see what you can do. So that especially at home now, that's that's what I'm all for. Just ride and die. Just go Leave for it. Leave it all out there.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, does it does it change anything, you think? Because I am interested, I'm interested to no, I mean because we, we have the best defense, they have the best defense. In the league, they've only conceded six oh, five. five goals. They
1: five goals, yeah.
0: They have the best offense, so they have a plus. They plus. Uh, they're plus twenty in goal difference. Yep. We're at a plus ten. We have like the third best defense. Um, we have the third or second best, tied second, no third, best offense. So, with eighteen goals, um, I don't know. I I think, ha, what does going for it look like? Because we we know that the midweek we have Storm Graz at home. What does going for it look like for you when it comes to who we put out there against intern?
1: I think I, I like the same starting eleven we had against Empoli. I think mm. that's a, a nice little look. And and may, maybe you could put Zapakos in a, instead of Hattabor if he, if he's if he's not ill anymore. But I think I think something like that really worked well. And it allows you got a runner and lookman mm-hmm. who can help you use some pressure and not force just long balls to Skamaka with him just floundering around the halfway line, just trying to contribute offensively. And then you let Skamaka get in the box closer to the box and let him try some things. But, and it, it's obviously super risky because Milan just, Milan is just so good in all aspects, like offensively mm-hmm. they can beat you eight or nine different ways. It feels like, um, but if we just – if we sit back and try to play a cautious defensive game, it just feels like it's going to be a death by a thousand paper cuts. Yeah. Because we're not going to – and then the goal or two will just squeeze in and we won't be able to crawl back into it offensively or claw back into it. Just try to go out from the front foot. And and we've done it against bigger teams before. Like the Lazio. not the same scale, but the Lazio gaming on the road in Rome last year, mm-hmm. a game that Atalanta could have sat back for potentially just offensively went through and thoroughly dominated it. And yeah. we need a performance like that to see three points. And if we lose, so be it. I, I don't mind not being able to pick up a
0: point from not drawing in a game like this. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that that probably you want Zappa Costa if he's feeling up to it instead of instead of Hattabor. So that's our best our best starting 11 right now. Is what we saw against Empoli. If you add Zapacosta, and you know, not not to hate against Hans, he had a great game against Empoli, but hey, Zapacosta is healthy. You have to have Zapacosta at right yeah. wing back. Um, you know, and and a lot of, you know, a lot of the offense for both teams has goes through the wing back. So that's going to be certainly a key matchup, um, in, in this game, uh who is it going to be Dumfries against <laughs> Dumfries against uh, Rugeri is going to be a very interesting matchup. And, you know, Ruggieri has done very well offensively and defensively too, but he's got, he's got, a, he's got a tough job uh, tomorrow yeah. against, against Denzel Dumfries. Um, and, and then, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And
1: tough job defensively and might open up some crosses for him mm-hmm. to, if if Dump is a little too far forward and it leaves Ruggieri yeah. uh just enough space to pick one out and and get one in there. It, it yeah. might it might help play to our advantage if we're able to have Kolasinac help shut him down yeah. defensively.
0: Yeah, and that's the big thing I think with with the with Ruggieri's performance this season to be able to be more offensive is that said Kolasinac is behind him uh to support. Mm-hmm. Uh we we saw some some really nice tackles. Um, he was looking a little, dare I say, Palomino-esque in some of his tackles yeah. at the end of the match against Empoli, which you don't normally don't see him sliding and going all out like that. Um, mm-hmm. He's usually quite controlled, but it was kind of nice to see. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think on the other side of the pitch, the other key matchup was going to be uh, DeMarco against Zapacosta or Hattibor. I think if it's Zapacosta against DeMarco, that's going to be a really, really interesting matchup. Um, I think DeMarco has a has a better cross on him and has a lethal cross. Um so it's going to be really, really important for Zapacosta to shut down the service. Um I think a lot of this game, Atalanta needs to funnel up the middle um with Inter, which is no which is no easy task seeing who 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 Inter has in the midfield and, and up the spine and their two attackers. I just think that they have to decide where they want to be attacked from. Do they want to um Give space on the wing, or do they want to and and open up the middle a little bit, funnel it in there? I don't know. It's pick your poison, like you said with Inter, they have a million ways of attacking you. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't really have much to say other than this is a huge one, and you know, I I would take a point, Nick, in this all day, every day, but I want to hear what your uh, prediction for this match is going to be.
1: Yeah, and and I I, I went all in saying. That play don't you don't have to play for the point, and that's when I wrote for. I did a guest post on um, Servants of Madonina, and I said it's going to end in a draw. And I think maybe a little, in in a moment of optimism, a little bit of homerism was coming through. And I don't want it being broadcast out there that I'm picking against Atalanta on the Inter yeah. website. So I think yeah. I went I went draw, but deep inside, I feel Inter's got got too much, and they're and they're going to see see three points in this one. I think it's gonna be close but I think we'll lose uh two to one in it
0: yeah you're probably right but I I really really want us to go all out but I'm gonna say that I'd rather keep our clean sheets at home uh record against the best attack so I'm going I'm I'm gonna say a nil nil draw but a very exciting nil uh, nil is what we had an
1: exciting nil nil against inter was it two home matches ago yeah, against yeah, them? yeah yeah
0: exactly so i'm going for more of the same which means that uh, both teams were perfect nobody made any mistakes yeah nil, Canceled. classic italian Canada. game yeah <laughs> who's scoring for us though uh in in your prediction
1: i will give the goal to ederson i think he'll mm. i think he'll help he'll pop on a uh, Rougerie cross will come in and it'll bounce around. Ederson will 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 nick one past um, summer yeah,
0: to, we'll to go back one to back. becoming our capital candidate for the team. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, ederson. ederson I think is going to be really, really key in this match. I think Ederson will either be her- horrific or or like a heroic
1: one yeah. of the two. Yeah. Not not a lot of in between with him sometimes. Yeah. And fortunately, we get more good than bad. And we'll need the the really good yeah. Saturday.
0: It's going to be really, really interesting to see Cope Miners' role um, because, you know, inter- in that pack midfield that Mkhitaryan, Barella, and um, Shao I mean, for if you're talking about a midfield three, there's not a better one in Serie A uh, at, yeah. at,
1: at this point. And the strange thing with those three is like, and we were talking about how great offensively and defensively the whole squad is. None of them scream excellent midfield defender mm-hmm. yet it all still works out really well for yeah. them. I think that the having three guys behind them to help defend with the back three is something to do with it, but the team's just dialed in on, on everything and the continuity probably within Zagi helps and everyone's super comfortable with her role, but
0: yeah. yeah, I can't, I can't wait to see. And I'm hoping that the man marking is De Rune against Shao Honolu. That's what, that's what I want to see. I want to see hit Bruyne kind of rough him up a little bit. Um and then it would be Barella against Ederson. That's gonna be a a, a nice matchup. And then Mikatarian against Cope Miners. Now, those are those are three really tasty matchups. Um, I think. Uh, honestly, if they were MMA, I think we'd win all of them. Except for maybe the Barella one. Unless Ederson because who knows? Ederson probably knows Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and might fold he's him a, into he's it. He's a
1: big boy too. He's yeah. like he's listed six foot one ninety on yeah, football reference and one ninety for a football player. He's probably not one ninety, but no, he's probably got like forty or fifty pounds on Barella.
0: Yeah, but Barella like a little dog, you know, like a little I like a little Chihuahua. You never know what what he's going to do. He's a, he's a little bit
1: of a whiner too, yeah. though. So he, he 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 would play that card somehow, go for a fake whine, and then go for like some some dirty arm bar or something. Who knows?
0: But yeah, I think I think I think we would win the uh, we would win the battle. Right. I, yeah. I I think that Derona would take a lot of shots to the head, but uh he would survive. So yeah. so that would be good. All right. So I mean, getting a point would be fantastic, but so far, really, really great uh performance. We are in fourth. Um we can talk about Sturmgratz probably uh later in another in another um podcast. I don't think to me our our starting 11 is not affected by that match. I, I I don't think Nick, do you
1: No, And we can get Lucho part two, maybe yeah. in, in that one too, to see if he can, if he, if he has something again, against Graz and we'll, we'll poke another brace in or something. Yeah.
0: I, I did want to talk a little bit about Lookman um, because okay. when it seems like all of us at the Lentini want the Trident, right? In the past, it was Boga Hoyland and Lookman. Right and When that was looking good, uh, right. like last January, the second half of the season when that was really getting rolling. And it just wasn't happening for us. Something was off and Gasparini was sticking the third central midfielder in there. We've seen a front three uh, a, a couple of times. Uh, De Catalara seems to have kind of dropped off in the last few games, having a little bit of a hard time. Uh, inconsistency with Scamaca. But do you think Adamola Lukman is probably one of the first people on the list for starting 11 for Giampiero Gasparini? He has to be. I just don't think whoever whoever it is is a front three, front two, it doesn't seem to work without Lookman. Is he our most important attacking player?
1: Uh, that's an interesting way to put it. I, well, I think Skamaka is, but I think... I think Lukman's probably like if Skomalka's one A, Lookman's one B. Mm-hmm. Like whatever you're doing, if you're going to play two strikers, which I kind of did against Empoli, or if you're going to do some variant of a trident, Lookman's unquestionably in in both of those lineups. Mm-hmm. So, and and like you said, I think he's vital to the squad because he's really the only but only person who's going to be able to be incredibly dangerous through the dribble. Mm-hmm. at least from the attack to to help ease off pressure, whatever wherever it might be coming from. And that allows Kamaka to do the things that he's really good at. And the fact that they have different qualities, I think makes them like a good yin and yang up okay. front. And is probably going to be Atalanta's best offense going forward, which beg- then begs the question, what do we do when Torre comes back in January? Because, mm-hmm. There's just not enough spots now. De is already struggling to get game time, and then we bring in. Uh, we don't know exactly what Touré's game is going to be like, but maybe more kind of like Lookman, and it'll be good. It'll be a good problem to have, but we'll have to wait and see what happens then.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And honestly, I haven't thought for a second about Touré because we never got to see him this season, and mm-hmm. we only we have only seen him in the preseason. It does. It does frustrate me, I have to tell you though. Number one, Decatur has kind of frustrated me in the last few games. Seems a little bit lost. Although he he put in a decent karaoke performance, I have yes, to say. He did. <laughs> uh, which I was I was shocked at, even though all I could see like I was listening to his his rendition of the song, but he just had this massive like French sailor vibes with his like hooped blue and white shirt. I was like oh, looking like a like he's from the ports in Marseille. Um but uh yeah, I've I've been frustrated with his, with his performance, and I think you're right. Skamaka is important because he's an X factor. Um, he is a almost impossible matchup when he's when he's in form uh, for just about any any central defender. But something about Lookman to me, because I I don't think Skamaka and CDK as a front two works, right? Yeah, but yeah. somehow Lookman and anybody seems to work a little bit better and I know he doesn't have the goals this season like he did last season but I am just feeling that he is our most important uh player because of space that he creates because of yeah. runs that he makes assists um that he can do so I I feel like he's gone under the radar and the 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 games that we have lost I felt like we haven't had lookman in the starting 11. I want to say, I want, I want to look at that. I'm sure, I'm sure maybe there's some, but there was a couple, I feel like we Fiorentina,
1: lost. He was there because he got a goal against Fiorentina. He
0: got a goal against Fiorentina.
1: Uh, but yeah, I don't remember the frozen None or the, who else we lose? to? So. Lazio, I don't remember those.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was there in that, but uh, I don't know. And and it's frustrating you, you saying that, okay, what happens when Toure comes back? Right. Why are we the, why are we a team where people aren't happy to sit on the bench I feel like I feel like we're big enough. Is it because we don't pay enough, Nick, or we're not in the I'm, Champions League?
1: Maybe I'm like,
0: would not you just
1: want to be playing all the time if you're a competitive yeah. guy? And but you know, making millions of euros probably also helps to to quell that desire to play sometimes. But I don't know. It's yeah, like you said, because like you look at Inter's bench and Klaassen has ninety minutes this year, and he's yeah he played every minute probably for ajax before he came here yeah. so
0: or i don't know pa- I, don't, I don't know Augusto what this say on inter yeah he went from yeah. starting every day at monza to being on the bench behind mm-hmm. demarco
1: i don't know i don't know it's a probably everyone's mentality is a little, a little different with that and and what what type, what type of personality each player has but at the same time you want guys who like want to be Scratching and clong to get into or, the starting eleven. Yeah. And
0: I wonder I wonder if uh if Mitchell Backer ever thought that he would only be in the game after the 80th minute. You no, know, when he when he sat yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> none yeah, of I, us I, none of us thought that was gonna happen. For good reasons. For yeah. only for good reasons right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, the Bologna Lazio match is over and a Bologna won one, one nil and Bologna yeah. is in sixth. Yeah. Another Esperini disciple killing it uh, as a head coach. Craziness.
1: They're looking, they're looking tidy, so good for them.
0: Yeah, six draws, though. Six draws for Bologna. Four, six, and one. Wow. Yeah, well, good for Remo. Good for Remo. Yeah, Flora. it's
1: it's the Remo factor. He he can't be in Serie A without being on the team that doesn't finish in uh, European spots, it feels like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's the Sartori effect. Yeah, so we'll we'll put it out to that. Well, that's really all I have to talk about, Nick. Anything else you want to talk about before we close up? No, I think I'm good.
1: We have three more games until the next international break, so we gotta soak all the Atalanta in this month before before we have to go on hiatus again. But uh, let's yeah, we... let's try to get let's try to get at least six
0: out of nine points in these next three games if we can yeah. do that. So if we if we lose to Inter and we beat Udinese away and beat Napoli at home that would that would be it but two two tough ones uh, yeah I, I meant storm Graz oh, being sorry. being other three Stormgraz. points
1: but yeah both we'll, we'll, I'll take three against Napoli too we're home yeah, in okay. that one so <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah that's actually the 25th You're right yeah So that's, that's a that's after the fact so yeah storm and udinese and inter uh, storm inter and mm-hmm. udinese are our three upcoming matches yeah let's let's hope for that i think that would be quite successful uh, i'll i'll hope for seven in my predictions i think we'll draw against inter and then we'll uh we'll beat storm Graz and udinese we will see. that would that would that would keep us in the top 4 probably most probably definitely um at the end of, before the international break 12 yep. match days and then yep. fourth. That would be very, very nice. All right, Nick, thanks again. And uh, let everybody know where they can find you and read your good stuff.
1: Yeah, so at the Uh, Yeah, go check it out. And I did a I did a preview for the Serpents of Madonina about, about our game on Saturday. Stuff you guys probably already know because it's uh, an article focused more for the Interfolk, but go check that out if you want another preview
0: yep and of course you can find me at atalanta underscore vegas on twitter and always listen to our voices here and follow the pod at atalanta pod but for now forza atalanta sempre ciao tifosi E forza la carta, vi dai. non ti lasciamo mai. E forza
1: la carta, e forza la carta, vi dai. non ti lasciamo mai.